The power of interpretation and association is evident in relational psychology. Relational psychology is perhaps best known around the world for its tests and quizzes. But these tests and quizzes are more like games, if you know what I mean, and you know how much I love those. Most of these tests associated with relational psychology are designed to cause your subconscious mind to reveal the truth about you to your conscious mind or to a therapist. So today I wanted to put you through one of these well-known tests. It's one of my favorites. It's called the cube. I believe this one was created by a psychologist in Japan. What I want you to do is to follow along with this exercise, but specifically I want you to follow along in a way where you pay attention to how everything you see feels to you, not just on how it looks. Because a lot about the interpretation or the association that's formed is going to be evident through the way you feel about what you see, not just about the looks of what you see. For example, one person could say that they see the color blue, but they associate it with calm and serenity. Another person could say that they see the color green, but they associate it with calm and serenity. So even though two people are seeing two different things, they've got the same association for these different things. Keep in mind that as you're doing this exercise, if you need more time on any of the steps, don't be afraid to pause this video and resume it when you're ready. To begin this exercise, I want you to close your eyes. Now with your eyes closed, I want you to imagine that you are in a desert. What is this desert like? How big or small is it? What is it filled with? What is living and what is non-living in this desert? How do you feel about the desert? How do you feel being in it? What do you think about it? There is a cube in this desert. How big is the cube? What substance is it made of? What is its texture? What is its color? What do you think about that substance and color? How do you feel about this cube? How far away is it from you? Is it transparent or not? In other words, can you see what's inside? How big is this cube compared to the desert? What's the ratio? There is a ladder. Is the ladder leaning on the cube or not? What is the color of the ladder? What is it made of? And what impression does it give you? What is the distance between the cube and the ladder? What is the relationship between the cube and ladder? In this desert, there is a horse. What is the distance between the cube and the horse? What is the color of the horse? What is this horse doing?
What impression does it give you? Is it tied? Does it have a bridle? Does it have a saddle? There is also a storm in this desert. What is the distance between the storm and the cube? Is it a big storm or a small storm? Is it passing by or staying? What are the qualities of this storm? How do you feel about this storm? In this desert, there is a flower slash multiple flowers. How many flowers are there? Where is the flower or flowers? And especially, where is the flower or multiple flowers in relationship to the cube? What's the color of the flowers? How hardy or fragile do they seem to you? How do you feel about the flowers? How do they feel about you? Ready for your answers? Okay, I want you to remember that your interpretation of what you saw also matters. But let's get into what they mean about you. Ready? The desert is a representation of your worldview or how you feel about the world in general. How giant or vast that desert is, that represents how vast your view of the world is, how much you comprehend of it. The conditions of this field represent your attitude towards the world at large, so that external reality that you live in. For example, if you don't have a lot of living things there and if you're all by yourself here, what it means is that you think that the world is pretty lonely. If it seems like a lot of the elements are non-living and it's pretty like dry and sparse, chances are you're pretty pessimistic and the world that you live in, you don't feel like enriches your life very much. Or for example, let's imagine that your desert is not dull. Instead, it's vibrant and it's full of all kinds of things, both living and non-living. This suggests a more optimistic viewpoint towards the world and also that you feel like the world contains a lot of richness for you and you feel fully alive and happy to be in it. So, what does your desert tell you about the way you feel about the world? Cube. Now, the cube itself represents your personality, but more than that, your view of your own personality. It represents what you think about yourself. For example, let's say that your cube was made of yellow stones. And when you really feel into that, you feel like that yellow is warmth and the stones is about strength. Then it means that you think you're a very warm but very strong person. It's a way of simplifying it. The distance between yourself and the cube in this vision of yours represents just how well you know yourself or how close you feel to understanding yourself. People who are very close to the cube feel like they understand themselves and they get themselves and they see into themselves. People who are very, very distant tend to lack an overall awareness of their self, their personality, and how the world sees them. Also, the distance between yourself and the cube suggests just how integrated your conscious and subconscious is, your outer and inner world. 
people who have a very big distance between themselves and the cube in this scene tend to not really get into themselves to try to understand themselves. Instead, it's kind of like a, eh, I don't know what's in there dynamic. The ratio of the cube relative to the desert itself, meaning how big or small your cube was and where it was, whether it's hovering right in front of your face or whatever, suggests a lot about how you feel about yourself in relationship to the rest of the world. Obviously, the more grand and in-your-face and large that cube is, the more you feel like you are very important and meant for big things in life. It also suggests that you like being the center of attention. People who see an excessively tiny cube, on the other hand, tend to feel smaller than life instead of larger than life, and they tend to feel like they're not meant for as much as the people who have a very large cube. To generalize, a cube that has a transparent surface, meaning you can see through it and see into it, tend to be people who are more open in general. They also tend to be people who are pretty transparent, pretty honest, pretty authentic. But this is where things get a little bit tricky and why you need to pay attention to what you feel. Sometimes if you can't see through a cube, it's more of an indication of the fact that a person does not feel like it's the people are capable of understanding, seeing, feeling, and hearing them. So it's not just an indication of whether you like to keep secrets. Some people who really want to be understood still see their cube as totally not able to be seen through because of the fact that they don't feel like other people understand them very well. Contrary to that, a person who has this transparent cube is more likely to think that they wear themselves on their sleeve and that other people actually do understand them because of it. See, feel, hear, or get them. Pretty much the best news that you have as somebody with a transparent cube is that you tend to be incredibly sincere. A cube that is made of water or ice psychologically suggests that you are at the influence of others, meaning that your personality, instead of being something that really is like a strong core, you experience your personality as being influenced by everything around you, people, places, things, circumstances, socialization, everything. Now let's pretend you see a hollow cube. This is an indication that as a persona or personality, you tend to care more about what's on the surface and about what you present to the world, more than you care about deep diving into what is the contents of your internal self. This doesn't mean that there isn't incredibly complex under the surface stuff to your personality. It just means that's not where your focus is and that's definitely not what you're showing to the world. So if you see a hollow cube, for example, one of the questions you want to ask yourself is, why do I care so much about appearance? A cube that is made of metal or rock suggests that you have a very solid personality, which completely opposite of the water or ice personality is something that is not influenceable by others, meaning you have a very solid core, you know exactly who you are, and you do not want that thing to be influenced by other people. It also suggests that you're both dominant and consistent, so not a lot of variability in your personality. People can pretty much predict what you're going to do. On top of this, it can at times suggest that you do not want people to see into you. You feel more controlling about what you show to the world, and so either you don't see into yourself and maybe even don't spend a lot of time there, or you don't want others to. So why? What does the cube that you saw and the way you felt about it tell you about yourself? The latter represents your goals. Obviously, the longer that ladder is or the shorter it is, is representative of how big or small your goals really are. The distance between the ladder and the cube says a lot about what you're doing right now in your life relative to your goals. If that 
ladder is right next to you, maybe even leaning against the cube, it means you're putting everything into your goals. That's the thing that's the most important thing for you right now. If it's laying down on the floor somewhere away from you, it means that you're not really dedicating your focus and energy to your goals right now. That'd be an interesting thing to figure out why. Another thing, if your ladder is leaning on the cube, it means that your life is about your goals. <laughs> you are an achievement-oriented person relative to one goal or many. It also suggests that you have a big goal to achieve. So let's say somebody who's decided that they must start a new program for some type of underprivileged child or a person who must win a gold medal. That's a person who you're going to see the ladder leaning against the cube. If that ladder is extending way beyond the cube, sometimes you'll see that where it's either freestanding like this and going way beyond the cube or leaning on but still extending past the cube, then a person feels as if in the current moment those goals are not possible to achieve or they're further or beyond them. It also suggests that a person feels like they lack the resources to achieve those goals. If the ladder is underneath the cube, it suggests that you like to stay on top of things and so you don't like anything to be bigger than you. And this may lean you in the direction of picking only small goals that you know 100% are achievable so you can feel in control of them. Now here's the interesting one. Whatever this ladder is made of and how sturdy or not sturdy it is suggests the amount or quality of support you feel in achieving these goals. So for example, you could have somebody that has a very big goal, meaning their ladder is very tall and it's leaning right against that cube. However, it's made of something like old wood, which looks pretty fragile. This suggests that this person has big goals, but doesn't feel like they have a lot of support in order to achieve those goals. The horse. This one's going to interest you guys. This is about the lover that you're subconsciously seeking. Not the consciously seeking one, the subconsciously seeking one. <laughs> Alright, so let's see what it means about you, shall we? If the horse is facing the cube, it means that you want all the attention of your lover. How close that horse is to your ladder suggests how much you want your lover's attention and focus to be towards supporting you in your goals and your life. If the horse has a bridle, and especially if it's tied in some way, this suggests that in your relationship that you're looking for subconsciously, you feel the need to be in control of your partner. So power dynamics in a relationship are quite important to you. If a horse has a saddle on, it means that you really want security in the relationship with your lover. Now let's pretend that you've got one of those horses that's running wild, running away from the cube, maybe you have to chase it, totally wild, totally free. It means that the lover you're looking for is not oriented towards you necessarily, it's somebody who's wild, it's somebody who's spirited, it's somebody who's passionate, who cannot be tamed. In other words, you're somebody who values freedom in your lover and maybe even unpredictability. Oh, it also suggests, and I want those of you who are intimacy avoidant to think about this, if your lover is this wild horse, you may actually be looking for somebody on a subconscious level who's super independent and who doesn't lean on you too much. The storm. The storm represents the challenges or problems in your life. So obviously, if you've got a very small storm and it's far away from you, it kind of means, yeah, there are some problems within the world or within life itself, but they're manageable and they're kind of like over there right now. 
obviously to the opposite. If you have a super intense storm that's wreaking havoc, that's right over the top of the cube, you may feel like your problems are not surmountable or bigger than you are too intense to deal with and are right the hell on top of you. Now, one time I actually did this with a person who saw a storm inside the cube. So when I said there's a storm in the desert, it was inside the cube. Obviously, this means that you see yourself as a person who's got an internal storm going on, probably on a subconscious level, that you need to resolve, but maybe avoiding. Again, thinking about the storm and thinking about the way you felt about it, what does that tell you about your relationship to the problems or challenges in your life? Flowers. All right, so in relational psychology circles, there's argument about what these flowers represent. In fact, there's actually argument relative to the latter as well. But when it comes to the flowers, there are two main arguments for what it represents. The first argument is that the flowers represent your friends and or family, meaning your social connections in your life. So obviously, the amount of flowers you see represents the significant relationships to you. So let's break this down. Let's imagine that you've got a few flowers. That means that you've got a few very close, very important relationships with a few very special people. But let's say that you're somebody where in that desert, your desert's full of a ton of flowers. And even more, if you feel the same roughly about these flowers, this might mean that you're kind of a social butterfly. You're somebody who likes to socialize with a lot of people, but you may not go deep or really latch onto a few specific special people. If you see your flowers in rows, this suggests that you organize your friends in layers relative to how special or important or close they are to you. And it also suggests that you definitely have experienced people coming and going in your social sphere and has created trauma for you. The locations of those flowers relative to your cube and ladder tell you all kinds of things as well. If those flowers are way, way far away from you, that suggests how close you feel to those people and how much you feel like they understand you. So what's the strength of your current connection to them, pretty much? If those flowers are right next to your ladder, it means you have a subconscious expectation or need for your friends or family or whoever those social connections are to support your purpose and your goal. Also, the color of those flowers very much represents the feeling you have in your relationships. The second argument relative to the flowers is that the flowers actually represent your children or future children. That the amount of flowers you see represents the amount of children you either have or want to have. The closer those flowers are to the cube represents how close you are to this idea of having children or how close you are to your existing children. If those flowers are really close to that ladder, that means that one of the goals you have in life is to have children. The different colors relative to the flowers, if we're using this children type of association, is that those colors represent the way you feel towards your children, and they also represent what you want in terms of children, gender-wise, and also varying ages. So how did you feel towards those flowers? It's worth deeply looking into the meaning of colors as they relate to psychology, but for the sake of your understanding, I'm just going to give you a few of these associations that exist between color and psychology. Black. Black is the color of authority, elegance, sophistication, mystery, secrecy, and seduction. It can also imply darkness and or painful emotion, even traumas. 
or rarely oneness, which is everythingness. White symbolizes innocence, peace, purity, simplicity, cleanliness, and rarely nothingness, like a blank slate. Red. Red represents dominance, power, action, motivation, ambition, leadership, willpower, passion, and sexual energy. It is also the color that many people associate with romantic love. Pink. Pink represents softness, kindness, friendliness, nurturing, calming, love, and naivety. Orange. Orange represents energy, enthusiasm, excitement, attention-seeking, thrill, and warmth. Sometimes for people, it also represents intensity of emotions or sexuality. Blue. Blue represents knowledge, openness, royalty, loyalty, tranquility, calm, serenity, security, stability, reliability, and oftentimes sadness. Green. Green represents compassion, growth, balance, harmony, equilibrium, prosperity, relaxation, renewal, and vitality. Yellow. Yellow represents optimism, joy, enthusiasm, and playfulness, overpowering, sociability, uplifting, cheer, inquisitiveness, and original thought. Purple. Purple represents nobility, luxury, wealth, wisdom, spirituality, frustration, arrogance, creativity, and oftentimes abundance. Brown. Brown shows stability, reliability, solidness, strength, resilience, groundedness, safety, stubbornness, isolation, and it's also the color of nature and earthiness. Gray. Gray represents neutrality, calm, balance, detachment, lack of emotion, impartiality, loss, and depression. Silver. Silver represents dignity, graciousness, justice, discerning, unbiasedness, sleekness, ornate, industriousness, quiet wealth, perseverance, patience, and emotionality. Gold. Gold represents success, wealth, winning, achievement, triumph, luxury, prestige, status, extravagance, pride, charisma, and luck. Now that you've done this exercise, I do want to warn you that some people also, like I said, disagree about the latter. Some people believe that the latter represents friendships. If you're interested in this interpretation, you can easily look it up online. You can also look up any symbolic meanings of any of the elements that you saw in your vision. There is no way, given all the time in the world, that I could accurately break down the meaning of everything that you see in this exercise. The mind is so rich that it's very, very difficult to nail it down in terms of meaning. But I can promise you, if you got into a good conversation about the inherent meaning and all the things you saw, it might take you a day or more. <laughs> even in good company, maybe especially in philosophical company. So I hope you enjoy this exercise in relational psychology as much as I do. Have a good week.